All right, good morning. Uh, if you turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Isaiah uh, in chapter 53, and we'll read Isaiah in chapter 53 in preparation for uh, communion this morning. Beginning in verse number one, who has believed what he has heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned, everyone, to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence. And there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide with him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper in order for us to remember the great sacrifice he made for us, which we read about there. Uh, and the fact that we are fully reliant on him and this sacrifice for our salvation. Uh, he gave us this memorial so that we would not forget him and what he did for us, uh, that it would always be at the front of our minds. Uh, in Luke chapter 22 and verse 19, uh, when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, he said, Do this in remembrance of me. Uh, remembering different people and situations can have different effects on us depending on how we see them. Uh, for example, a person might uh, feel fearful when they remember the dentist, uh, if they think of the pain and of the drilling of needles. I don't mean to bring anything up for anyone, but... Uh, you might feel old uh, when you remember that the movie Finding Nemo has now been out for 13 years, uh, or the fact that we're now closer to the year 2030 than the year 2000. Uh, when you remember your significant other's birthday or anniversary, you feel relief. Uh, or you feel despair if you remember it the day after. You might feel sadness when you remember a loved one who has passed away, or happiness remembering the best times that you spent with them. 
Uh, but the question I want to draw from all of this and look at this morning is how do you react when you remember Jesus Christ? Uh, and we'll just begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time where we can come together now and uh, look into your word, Lord. We just pray that as we prepare to uh, have a time of um, communion with you, Lord, remembering uh, the sacrifice that you made for us, that uh, you would help each one here to be uh, having a look at their own life before you, Lord, uh, looking for uh, areas which are not uh, submitted wholly to you and uh, to just be encouraged as we come together as a group of believers. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, So there are many different reactions that we can have at the remembrance of Jesus. For an unbeliever, it might be bitterness or hurt, a bad experience with a church, or from somebody claiming to be a Christian, uh, may have tarnished how they think of Jesus Christ. Or they might remember him with confusion, just as another name among the thousands calling out to be worshipped as God. Uh, The memories may even come with hatred, hating God for what he has done to them, or for wronging them in some particular area. Everyone, when they think of Jesus, thinks of him from a different situation in a different way. And this morning, we'll be looking at the reactions of a believer remembering Christ, many of which I've experienced in my own life and I'm sure uh, many others here can relate to. And the first thing that I remember feeling when remembering Jesus in communion was pressure. Uh, Especially as a kid or a child, there was always an apparent pressure when communion came around. Uh, My friend and I would look around and see who was taking it and who wasn't. Not a very nice thing to do, a bit dodgy. Uh, Who was more spiritual and just waiting for the day that we were allowed to partake. Uh, When my friend turned 11, their parents let them start taking the communion, but I had to wait another two years until I was allowed to. When I finally did get to take the bread and the juice and be a part of it, I didn't feel any more spiritual or different. Uh, If anything, I was a little bit disappointed from all that I'd built it up to be. Uh, And the main problem I had was my misunderstanding. I didn't understand that communion was a time for me to consider things between myself and my saviour, to remember him and the personal relationship that I had with him as a result of him dying on the cross for me. I didn't really understand the time at all, and as a result, I viewed it on a very surface level. Uh, There's no point taking communion if we don't understand what it's all about. If you don't know what communion is and why it's done, then don't feel like you need to take part today. But do ask someone here what it's all about and find out for yourself. Uh, One reaction that we can have in remembrance of Jesus is guilt. Uh, We come to a time of remembering our holy, perfect saviour who took the form of a man and suffered unimaginable pain and suffering all for the sin which we commit. And we can come to this time having that very sin that Christ was slain for ruling our lives. The natural response to this in a Christian's life is guilt or conviction. The Holy Spirit makes sure that we can't live with our sin, especially when we are confronted with it in a time like communion. If you do find yourself in that situation, take the time to submit your life to God and ask him to make you repentant of your sin. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And chapter 2 goes on to say, If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. If we are living with 
known sin in our life, then guilt is the appropriate feeling as we remember Jesus Christ in communion. It isn't enough to just acknowledge the conviction, though. The purpose of that conviction is to sanctify us through the submitting of that area of our life to Christ. The third reaction uh, we may have at the remembrance of Jesus is one of sorrow. As we we remember what our Lord went through for us, we can't help but be sorrowful. Uh, As we just read in Isaiah, he was despised, rejected, stricken, smitten, afflicted, pierced, crushed, chastised, wounded, oppressed and slaughtered. Uh, we remember the agony in the garden, Luke twenty-two forty-three and 44. Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Uh, we also remember his scourging, the crown of thorns, John 19, 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you know that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. And we remember his dying on the cross. First Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Uh, which brings me to my final reaction to remembering Christ, and that is joy. And the joy we find in communion is so often mixed with sorrow as we see in that verse, also in 1 Peter 3.18, which says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Christ suffered uh, for the purpose of bringing us to God. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. We find joy in the love of God displayed in his death. And also in Romans chapter 4 and verse 25, which says, Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. We have joy in Christ's resurrection and the justification that it brings for us. Uh, If you'd turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians uh, in chapter 11, and we will read... Uh, from verse 23. So 1 Corinthians in chapter 11. And from verse 23 it reads, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As we come to a time of communion uh, this morning, we'll take a few quiet minutes to examine ourselves 
uh, to deal with perhaps the guilt of sin that we're feeling or just to thank God for all that he has done for us on the cross. Thank you. So we'll spend a few minutes now just in quiet uh, meditation and prayer uh, thinking on these things. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this uh, time where we can come. We just uh, thank you for uh, this ordinance, Lord, that you've instituted for us to uh, spend time as a congregation remembering your uh, death on the cross for us, Lord, your life uh, and death and resurrection, Lord, that uh, makes our new life uh, in Christ possible, Lord. We just pray that it would never be far from our, our minds, Lord, that it would be the uh, the stamp of our lives, Lord, as people looked at us, they would uh, wonder what was different about us, Lord, and that uh, we would be able to share. And we just pray um, that, that this time would be a time for us to be reflecting on our own lives, Lord, looking for uh, sin that is unconfessed and confessing to you, Lord. We just uh, pray that each one here would be living in a way that is uh, honouring to you and that is open to you Lord we pray in Jesus name Amen uh, I would ask uh, is it Caleb and Vaughan to come and uh, distribute the bread for us <laughs> 